Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge, and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener, to fill your mind with empowering content to further empower your human. I'm your host, Inkeeching Waffle Robinson, and founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, Inc. I'm an award-winning technology executive, having been awarded Most Powerful Women in Canada Top 100 by the Women's Executive Network, WXN, in 2020. But that's not all. I'm a proud author, an International Federation of Bodybuilding Pro Athlete, an inspirational speaker, and viral sensation with speeches that have been viewed over 10 million times worldwide. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For now, I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to our next guest episode. It is with an amazing, amazing, amazing medical professional. And guess what? She has confirmed that she is willing to come on as our medical expert on the Empowered My Skin podcast. And I am talking about a human that I am personally connected to. She cracks me. She she adjusts me. Uh, She is a licensed chiropractor and acupuncture provider. She's been practicing in my town, Richmond Hill, since 2012. And she's the owner and founder and primary uh, clinician at Trinity Chiropractic Health and Wellness. And she's providing, you know, patients with a holistic approach to health and wellness, which is what really truly makes her and the clinic unique. And she has this belief that true health deserves a multifaceted approach. And that's the reasoning behind not only the clinic name, but at the core of her beliefs. And so today, really excited because we're bringing you in something that we know you're going to take notes on. But before we get started, I just want you to please join me in a huge, gigantic, marvelous podcast welcome for Dr. Heather Chaznoka. Thanks for having me back. Welcome, medical expertise. Okay, so let's get into it. I mean, we are in the winter months. We are in the months where, you know, people struggle um, more than ever um, uh, to to move and to be in the best health. We're entering into like since October, you know, um, in Canada and November in the, in the U S and elsewhere in the world where we celebrate lots of holidays around this time of the year. And so, you know, we're just, our health is always at risk when, (laughs) when we, when we get into these family gatherings with mountains of food and less movement and colder months and all this and the other. So we want our listeners to feel like they have a chance for optimal health, right? And so I'm really excited um, to get into you, your, what you call your top 12 for health optimization. Yes. Yeah. So it's, you know, dirty dozen, however you want to look at it, but we will spin it in the positive way instead of looking at the other way around. And there are 12 simple things that when I go over them, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, I know this. Oh yes, I know that it's intuitive, but sometimes we're, we just don't, we don't practice we the don't intuitive. Do we don't make we, it. We don't yes, do it. Right. We're, we're so cut off from our intuition and what we should be doing with all distractions around us that sometimes these little things can get, get lost. 
Um, and they're, they're really simple things to follow, uh, especially around the holiday season when our stress is already high and we're already lower. So that's kind of the idea of that's all these things are to help elevate host health versus and the, the terrain. So the stronger your health basis is, the more likely you're going to be able to um, obviously optimize health, fight off disease, just live overall a more vibrant and healthy life. So it's about elevating that host health. And these are some of the different things that we can do or the, the train health, if you will, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Um, so my, the first one, it seems simple, but it, it's self, it's just, well, I'm going to label it as self-care, but being a chiropractor and a chiropractor and neurological professional, it's obviously coming in for your appointments. Yes, your massage. Yes, your acupuncture. But especially sometimes these chiropractic appointments, because it's not just about the pain there. It's about how you're functioning and how you're improving. So yes, chiropractic on its own can help decrease your overall pain, which is what drives people in. But I bet you guys didn't know that it actually helps also to regulate the cerebral spinal fluid within the body, which helps flush everything else out. It's also going to have a global effect on the body. It's going to help release more oxytocin, which is that kind of like safety and relaxation within the body. So just coming in for self-care on its own mm -hmm. has a massive impact on your body. Just, just been right there. So like carving that time out for yourself. And I, we, we say in the clinic, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. so, so if you have nothing in your reserves, you're going to hit the wall. I know I said I wasn't going to ask you a lot of questions and allow you to just kind of blaze through the 12, but I just, I want to ask because I do go for, so I know massage typically, you know, you don't have to have any, a lot of us will go for massages as part of our self-care routines. Um, typically when you think about acupuncture, chiropractic and like services and stuff like that, it's more mm -hmm. when we, there's, there's some type of acute pain or something's, there's a trigger, right? Are you also saying that acupuncture, chiropractic adjustments and stuff like that could be part of self-care and not necessarily waiting for when things are massively yes mm -hmm. right so it's the idea so by the time your brain feels pain mm -hmm. unless especially when it's a repetitive issue mm -hmm. or something else that you're doing you're, there's already a patterning there so really what the chiropractic is doing and even the acupuncture because it's all neurological based right we're helping break that cyclical pattern that's happening so I like to use a limp for an example. Say you've been walking with a limp forever and it just doesn't go away. Well, we have to break that patterning, right? Because all, the way that your brain's going is your brain is surviving for tomorrow to survive said injury, but it's not thinking long-term. And these adaptations and these the maladaptation mal patterns are really what we're helping to break. Mm -hmm. So by the time you experience pain, mm -hmm. this has been going on for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm. Right. Especially like people go like, Oh, it goes away and it comes back and not all these kinds of things. And you're like, did it though? Or mm -hmm. is it just a temporary relief that you had a bandaid approach on? And do you want to get down to the root cause? Mm -hmm. um, and a real brain scratcher. Some people don't like this idea that I, I explain it as sometimes is, okay, let's say you come in with a tennis elbow. Okay. Tennis elbow is a repetitive strain injury of a certain tissue, but what if it's really a biomechanical issue that's coming from the bigger picture. So it's not just a strain to the tissue. That is the symptom of an improper biomechanics that's happening. That's what we help to break and interrupt. And that's just the tip of the iceberg on that one. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. Number two. Okay. I want you to stop multitasking. Be centered and be focused in what you're doing. 
right? Multitasking actually increases um, some of these stress hormones and creates a bit more of a mental fog. Um, and it can actually even decrease some of your productivity because your brain, instead of being focused on something for one moment in time, you're kind of going everywhere. Yes, there's a little bit of multitasking here and there, but if you think of, okay, I'm trying to do some work and you keep checking your text messages, how much are you actually getting work done versus paying attention to your phone? Is it taking times as long? So multitasking actually distracts us more than you think. Um, and if you want to think about overall energy, let's just say we have 100 energy, just as an example, right? If I'm splitting my energy between two things, now that's wearing me down that much faster. I'm draining my battery that much faster. I can so if you can that. do things with intent and focus, you're probably going to be much more productive, get it done a lot faster, and the quality of the work will be that much better. I love it. Increases productivity. Mm-hmm. Number three. Number three, sleep. Sleep is beautiful. Sleep is good. We all need sleep. Okay. A good example on a bad sleep or why sleep is so important. And uh, I'm laughing because I'm remembering a conversation yeah. we had before. <laughs> I think we're going to have an episode just on sleep. <laughs> yeah. I think we need a sleep episode. So that might be the next you one. You know what? We could make an episode of every single one of these yes. if you wanted. <laughs> uh, but this is a brief, you know, um, topical view. So, Let's talk about when you have a bad night's sleep, okay? And when I say you, I'm talking about general population. Um, If you ever have that sleep, you feel groggy when you wake up, kind of feel like you're hungover, for example. Well, there's a reason for that. Because when we sleep, our brain actually shrinks and all the toxins and the byproducts that we've been using throughout the day from just general use, that's our garbage and our waste removal. Mm -hmm. So when you're not going through the proper sleep cycles, those byproducts aren't being flushed out and they're being residual in the brain and it can create some of that brain fog that the rest of the um, re- really just the hangover effect, if you will, because it is, it's, there's still the toxins that are there, right? Um, decreased sleep um, patterns are also going to impair your overall thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some research that can even decrease overall brain size. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously going to imp- impact cognitive, cognitive skills, memory, and practical, practical reasoning. And so, weight loss. Sleep. And weight loss. Oh, absolutely. Wait, like you want, you want to lose weight, you want to sleep. Because like sleep is your repair right? We, we earn our sleep. It's where we regenerate and we're, where we repair. So if you're not sleeping properly, you're not repairing properly. Your athletic performance is going to be impacted. Just everything about your life will be impacted. So if there's one thing you can really carve out is sleep. And then like we talk about with our patient sleep hygiene as well, right? We have dental hygiene, both overall hygiene, but there is such thing as sleep hygiene mm-hmm. to help maximize the output that you get from your sleep as well. Understood. Number four, by the way, these are not in any order. No, um, sugar, sugar is a drug. Food is a drug, right? Um, we obviously know sugar on its own, uh, decreases some of the brain derived factors, which fertilizes things for memory and learning. So if you're using too much artificial, I'm not talking about sugars from fruits. I'm talking about processed artificial junk, right it does actually rot the brain (laughs) let's just let's put it that way it's addictive um and one thing you can talk about gut health and craving anyways is you crave what your body feeds it but what you feed your body so if you're craving good healthy green vegetables and smoothies and natural products you're going to crave that you give it sugar it's going to crave sugar because it's drug Mm -hmm. 
That's right. That one makes sense. Got to watch that over the holidays. Yes. And that's actually one big thing to watch the food and the alcohol over the holidays is you want to indulge. You can, you can go and enjoy and, and don't feel guilty for having a little bit here and there. No, it's not. Just do your best to not make that your normal habit, habit and behavior. Awesome. Practice right? a U-turn. I always say, make your next choice the better choice. Okay, number five. Number five, sunlight. We're house plants with complex emotions. We need sunlight. You need to get outside. Enough research is out there that even just walking for a few minutes in sunlight during the day is going to obviously help uh, overall sense of well-being. Uh, you're going to decrease um, your, sorry, you're going to increase your vitamin D synthesis, which is still difficult in Canada in the winter. Um, but actually just getting outside and getting moving is extremely important and being exposed to that it's going to help without circadian, with the circadian rhythms and sunlight without sunglasses, especially this time of year and the first thing in the morning, helping with that circadian rhythm, which helps back with that sleep pattern and all of it links back together. And I like the linkages. Yeah. So if you want to follow our complex um, uh, house plant analogy or joke, Next number one would be water. Hydration, hydration, mm. hydration, hydration. Okay. I got my water. Right? So do we right here, right? 1% um, of water loss impairs your mood and concentration. 2% of body volume loss is going to actually impair your thinking. So it's going to create cognitive decline and decrease your reasoning skills. Kind of like when you get hangry, same thing. Hydration can make a big difference. Proper hydration can help with waste removal, it can help with skin, hair, detox, weight loss, just, just water. And if you don't love water, put in a little bit, like there's ways you can, you can enjoy and enjoy your water. There's different ways. There's no excuses. I actually find that in the moments where I don't actually feel like drinking water, if I drink warm, if I just warm up some water, it just, it helps for, it helps me get past that moment. And then I can go back to like room temperature water. Little springs of water, like sprigs of lemon in there, yeah. lime. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, you can get super fancy sometimes. And like, I'll take like a tea bag and put basil from the garden, mm-hmm. some mint, some lime, some cucumber, and like infuse it. Infuse water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it tastes like something without the sugar or the calories. And bottom line is, we need to stop making excuses for not drinking water. Our bodies are seventy five percent water, and we need to re- we need to re- we need to make it a filtration system. I learned that from my coach from time. Yeah, like absolutely. And like when you talk about exercise and the heat, that's a whole different story about replacing. But just generally speaking, most of us are dehydrated. Also, when you think about the amount of sugar that we're putting in, the amount of caffeine we're putting in, we're not putting in the, the water component. So that is a massive, massive component as well. And it's super, super easy. Like, I mean, you can go on to like Amazon and buy these water bottles that track it throughout the day. So that way you don't feel the need to you know, pee too much or, or what, like, and try, like, you know, so pee. people need it. to pee. People need to pee. Let's just be well, real. That? <laughs> so I actually pre COVID, I would joke with a bunch of my, uh, my patients like, well, okay, you need to drink more water because it's also going to help with pain and everything else. I'm like, but worse comes to worse. It's also going to get you away from the desk because you have to go to the bathroom. Yes. So it's forcing you yes. not to sit. Yeah, I don't understand people that's, anyway, we, we're, I'm digressing because I want to keep you on track for, 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 this, for this quicker episode. But like, it always kills me when people are like, I don't, I just don't want to pee. I'm like, you need to pee because if you're not peeing, you're keeping the toxins in your body. Like, go and Not pee. only that, you're increasing <laughs> chances of infection. And, oh my gosh, um, yes. We should. It's just, 
It's bodily function. It needs to happen. Okay, number seven. Sitting, since we were talking about the sitting. So we were we used to say a sitting is the new smoking, and that that really, really is the case. Um, It's going to actually, the more you sit, you're you're not, okay, motion is lotion, Mm -hmm. right? The more you move, the better you're going to feel, okay? Sitting, we're not designed to sit for long, long periods of hours of the day. Yes, sitting is a normal process, but... 10, 12 hours a day. We're not, we're just not designed. You can go to the gym for half an hour, an hour a day, but it's not going to undo the sitting. Okay. It goes back to that walking outside for a few minutes every day. Right. But the sitting is actually going to decrease the size, excess sitting of um, part of the brain where memory, cognition, and language is stored. Right. So it's called your medial temporal lobe. So it can have an impact on the size of your brain. Right. Um, so just, just movement on its own, which then is going to now go to the next size, like movement, motion is lotion. Movement is medicine, right? Um, Decreasing activity is going to have another impact on cognitive decline. So overall brain function, right? Um, More importantly, exercise is actually going to stimulate parts of your brain that again, are going to help improve memory and learning. Yes. Right? So we need you moving. So we're designed to move, right? We're not designed and think of it like a still river. Do we want a still pond or do we want a flowing river? We want things moving, right? Um, so the exercise is extremely important. Um, as an, another exercise fanatic, I know as you, it's people like, Oh, well, I don't enjoy it, but there's always something you can enjoy. Mm, I love that. There's always something that you can enjoy. Right. Okay. Huh. There's always, depending on your, where you live. Like I know. And let uh, it not be sitting on the couch watching TV. Right. Or, <laughs> Hey, or you can do, all right, get, get a spin bike. Right. And Ride watch TV. In front of the TV and watch TV. Yeah. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. That's what, like, I have a spin bike. That's what we'll do when it's too, too icy to run outside. Right. So you two birds, one stone on that one. Right. Find ways to, to do it. But, uh, there's always something there so that we, especially in Richmond Hill, there's some great community centers out there, right? So maybe people want to get out and walking. Um, I had recently just found out that the Ed Sackville community center on Wednesdays has an indoor track and it's free for seniors. Oh, well, we're not seniors. We're not seniors, but for those people that are looking for accessibility. Yes, it is. It's (laughs) ideal. Mm-hmm. there's things that are there and then maybe you'll meet somebody else there that's going to encourage you to do something else you never know so movement we need we need you moving yeah. i love it yeah number okay. nine moving on so next is screens and technology so excess screen time we do better face to face right the way your body your, your brain processes people's emotions and faces it's you know we do better face-to-face, just just point blank. Uh, there's some even research that excess screen time decreases self-esteem, right? I mean, it makes sense. You're looking at doctored images. That's what you're looking at, right? If you're looking at through all these, the Instagram feeds of all the fake, whatever, it's, it's going to impact your self-esteem, especially for young impressionable girls, boys, whatever. But screen time's on its own. Um, it also have, it has an impact on learning. So when they're talking about toddlers at a young age for example that if you want them on a screen or to watch something have them watch home videos that you've recorded of them 
versus little tidbits of shows. So what's happening now, if you go back to some of the shows that um, you and I maybe watched when we were kids, um, I just top of mind for some reason. Do you remember The Littlest Hobo? No, I didn't the watch show? a lot of TV when I was a kid. I wasn't okay, so it was about the story about this dog that would go around. It was filmed in the GTA and... It would solve, it was kind of like the Canadian version of Lassie, if you will. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there were slow scenes, like big panoramas of the dog running through the countryside that would last for a few seconds. You look now, it's changing almost every less than three to five seconds. So if you're training your brain to do something and to slip slow and quiet, all these, you know, quick TikTok reels, everything that's quick, 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 that's training your brain to have to have everything this quick, which is super fast and super exciting and overstimulating. So decrease the screen time when you can and be present, which is kind of brings us on back to the next one, which is socialization. Oh, this is number 10. Socialization. It's we're animals. We feed off other people's energies. We need to socialize. So if you look into something and uh, into the blue zones, so blue zones is a lot of research on communities where there's a lot largest um, number of centurions and not just people that are hundred people who are active and vibrant and engaged in the community in their life. One of the things that they've noticed about uh, throughout these different cultures throughout the world is they have a purpose and they socialize right in person, not on the phone, <laughs> right? So they have a purpose. They're getting out and engaging in the community um, and that socialization is going to obviously decrease loneliness, which decreases depression, um, you know, it decreases risk of Alzheimer's in, uh, it helps with the gray matter formation within the brain, socialization, hug and love your, be with the ones you love and engage in the community. Love it. Okay. Next. Two more. Two more. Loud music. Okay. Loud music and vibration is going to have effects. So everything around us has a vibration and an energy, right? Um, I make the joke sometimes I trust my dog's judgment of people more than other people. I judge people themselves because he gets bad energy from you. He, he's picking up on something. So loud vibrational energy, and it's a little kind of not related to this one, but, um, decreased hearing loss means again, you go back to that energy. You have a hundred energies throughout the day. So if you have to pay so much more time hearing things is depleting you overall, right? It's uh, going to help with some dysregulation. So improper hearing is going to um, have a hormonal uh, dysregulation on the HPA axis, um, and which going back to the pituitary gland and your hypothalamus and different parts of the brain. Um, so if you have to strain too much to hear, you're, it's one more strain, right? So it's, you're all, layering all these like little straws onto the camel's back. It's not the straws the camel's back, but it's adding to the load that's unnecessary. So excessively loud music has a direct impact on the brain on how the body's going to function. Okay. And guess what? We are on number 12. 12. All right. So this is a loaded one. Uh-oh. It's we need to decrease stress. Okay. Decrease overall stress. So one would say that if you apply all of the positive all of the actions that you just went through, we should, that should be an outcome. should be a byproduct. In theory, yes. But here's a kind of noodle scratcher when we talk about stress. Stress is perceived. How you ex- experience the world, stress is perceived. 
Yeah, right. Um, the, the workload that you have, the environment that you're in, you're, if you're stressed around it, it's, it's a perception on how you feel in that environment. I agree. Okay. Yeah. That being said, living in the GTA, there's a lot of, or just living in a big city in this modern world, there's a lot of information coming at us, which overstimulates, right? Which again, we talk about that energy capacity, which wears us down and helps to amplify some of that stress, especially around this time of the holiday season. If you're the one that has to host, cook, clean, work, it, it's taxing. It can be very, very, very taxing. So a good way to help manage your stress is by actually going back to that kind of mindful, less multitasking and actually mindful and meditation. I would even say some of the self-care in there because it all kind of comes back. But even little things of positive self-reflection is going to help increase the serotonin in your brain. And it's going to make you feel overall um, happier as well. So where the idea of affirmations come from. So we are, I mean, first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take them back, everyone back through it. So let me make sure that I was able to capture the top 12. So, um, and as I said earlier, they were not in any particular order. I did ask her which was her favorite. So I will stay tuned because I will be asking her to tell us which one is her favorite, but self-care. And self-care, massages, acupuncture, chiropractic, do something, make it regular, create a routine for yourself, but take care of yourself. Self-care is not selfish. Stop multitasking. Single focus. I actually like, you know, a lot of people think the opposite of, of, a dis- of distraction is focus. Actually, the opposite of distraction is traction. And so the only way that you can get traction is if you actually don't multitask, right? You just stay on a task and you finish on the task. Focus could be that you are on a task that you're supposed to be on and then you now focus on your text messages you just can't got on. So yeah, yeah so that's the way to, you know, stop multitasking. Sleep, I can't wait. We are going to bring an episode on sleep. It is imperative. That is your next medical expert episode. Sugar. Mm-mm, enough said sunlight i love what she said we are houseplants with complex emotions that was a mic drop love that water <laughs> water drink drink no excuses drink your water get your water in you need to pee you need to pee sitting this is the new smoking movement get moving y'all figure it out get moving screen and technology it is so true i learned recently that um it's not necessarily that we're on Zoom. Like when we talk about Zoom fatigue, a lot of it is that we have our selfies on. And so if we could turn on, keep the keep the cameras on, but turn our selfies off, because he says you would never actually just kind of go to work and look at yourself in the mirror all day. No. <laughs> right? And so, I want to. <laughs> right. And it more so exhausts us than energizes us. I was like, ah, oh, that's so true. Uh, socialization, very, very important. We need to get out there and be with one another. It's beautiful. Loud music. Love this one. Love this one. I think this one too, um, just for so many reasons, right? Like just even just ear health, right? Just protecting our ears. That's what it comes back to, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And last but not least, decrease stress. Manage stress by practicing mindfulness. I love it. Meditation. And I, you know, just making sure that the environment around you is, is moving in the flow and, that you really want to live your life in. And I, and I absolutely I totally agree that stress is really a perceived experience, right? Because we can have two people going through the exact same experience and they perceive it very differently. So Dr. Heather, which of these 12 is your absolute favorite? Close out the episode. Let us know. Okay. Well, mine is obviously the self-care, right? Um, especially when you don't know 
what to do, seeking out somebody to help you. That is okay. That is not a weakness. That's what we're, that's what we are here for. Right. So taking that self-care, booking those appointments, uh, talking to the professionals, whatever it is, um, it's, it's really because it's not about how you feel, it's how you function, right? So seeking out those practitioners to help you function and vibrate at that higher level will elevate you. And then when you're vibrating higher, you're going to elevate the people around you and brings back more of that self-love and that socialization. People want to be where it's at. So we help to elevate you so you can elevate the community around you. Woo! Elevate you so you can elevate the community around you. That is how we end this episode. I love it. Thank you, Dr. Heather Chesnoka, for being our resident medical expert. So excited to introduce medical expertise into this podcast. Looking forward to 2023 and all of the amazing, amazing, amazing knowledge that we're going to drop on all of our listeners. We are going to 10X your episodes. Everyone around the world is going to want to listen. But for now, everyone, this is where I have to sadly say we're out happy holidays happy holidays (laughs) so there you have it i hope you are thriving and feeling empowered and thoroughly enjoyed this episode and remember whatever platform you're listening to this on please subscribe like review and share this podcast with someone else that you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered as Tom Bilyeu says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome sharing energy with you. It's your girl, and I'm out.